Welcome to Happy Talks with Dr. Alice and Donovan. Dr. Alice Fong is a holistic naturopathic doctor and founder of Amour de Soi Wellness. And Donovan Jensen is a software engineer and founder of HowToHappy.com. Together, they're out to cause more happiness in the world. Hi, everyone. Hey. Great. So today on Happy Talks, we are going to be talking about how to deal with conflict. So Donovan, what are your thoughts on how to deal with conflict? Yeah, so for me, it really depends on the person, right? Mm -hmm. Like there are certain relationships that have both like trigger points. So the conflict like rises up much faster and other relationships that have kind of a stronger foundation. So there's a lot more that can happen before Mm -hmm. conflict actually arises. So I think that's the first thing that I think about is like, who is this conflict with and what's the intensity of the thing, right? Because with some of those people that I don't tend to get along with as well, even smaller topics have the potential to blow up into big conflicts. So it's like really managing at a relationship level. Uh, that being said, the biggest thing is, and this is so common, but just clear communication, right? It's just making sure that both people are being understood and heard and feel that way as well. That's the important part is that it actually feels that way. Mm-hmm. So I really try to, and we'll probably unpack a lot of other things, but I really try to make sure that the way I'm speaking and the words that I choose mm-hmm. indicate that I'm genuinely trying to listen and trying to make progress. Most of the time I actually feel that way as too. Sometimes I have to drag myself into feeling that way as well. But that's kind of some of the high level thoughts that I have on it. What about you? Yeah, no, I completely agree that communication is the source of resolving conflicts. And it could be really hard sometimes when you're reacting and it feels like you are your perspective or your position is is absolutely right and they're being stupid or whatever. And it really takes something to, you know, set that to the side and really listen to understand. And I think when you give them the space to really explain in more depth and really try to understand, you know, whatever they're experiencing, whatever their perspective is, is valid, you know, based on their own experiences and from their past life or, or anything. Yeah. So for me, communication is, is the key. And I think all of us want to believe that we're understanding and good listeners, but it's a different story to train yourself to do that when you're actually in a conflict. Cause I don't think, anyone is really great at listening when they're in a conflict or upset about something. They don't actually, it, it takes something to really listen in those states. Yeah. I, I think this is common for most people, mm-hmm. but it's already hard enough to kind of listen without thinking of what you want to say next in right. general conversations, mm-hmm. right? In low stakes, very calm waters, Exactly. Uh, many of us have the habit, myself included, of uh, thinking, oh, this is what I'm going to say next. This is what I'm going to say next. When mm-hmm. conflict or problems arise, the need to actually listen is much higher and the desire or like, <laughs> the ability to do it is so much true. lower. So right. it takes 
so much more effort to just be conscious okay. of kind of a time that you can think of maybe that we can get a little bit more concrete mm -hmm. yeah one thing you had said earlier about you know how your reaction or with dealing with conflict kind of varies like with the relationship you have a long relationship versus you know maybe just getting to know someone if they cut you off on the highway and i agree like sometimes it's easier to get over it with a stranger versus someone you you might know and sometimes not it's not always the case but i think having some history with a person tends to be in your space when you're dealing with them you're you're you go back to thinking oh they're they're doing that thing that they always do and it drives me crazy even though maybe when you first met them that thing that they always do never annoyed you before but now maybe they chew so loudly and it drives you crazy and then you <laughs> then you then you, then you you say something snippy and then they say something snippy in response. And then it's just a battle of something starting over something silly like that. <laughs> That's a real thing. That's a real example for my life. So uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what happened? <laughs> it, it's that's, that's actually something that generally uh, bothers me. Like just loud chewing. Loud chewing. Okay. So, so it could be a stranger and it still bothers you? Oh, it bugs me so much. Um, <laughs> but the, I guess what I was trying to get at is I've, I've had it before where, you know, if I'm out and someone that's a stranger is chewing with their mouth open or something, it's annoying. I do not like it, but it's manageable. However, if one of my family members or something does that, like I'm, I try really hard not to, because it's kind of... It's kind of like a weirdly delicate subject of just like, hey, you're chewing your mouth open and it's gross to me. <laughs> to me. You know, like it's kind of a, it's kind of a weird, uh, I don't know, to me at least. Yeah. Um, but I, I'm much more inclined to tell someone that I know mm -hmm. that it bothers me as opposed to I would never Save. tell a stranger that. That's just something that I have to deal with. Right. So How, what happens when you tell like someone you know? that they're chewing too loudly. How do they it really depends, right? Like it really depends. It, it, and it goes back to kind of that, like listening and making a real conversation type of thing. Mm -hmm. Whereas like, if I'm, a, if I'm tired, if I had a long day, it, it definitely can come out as uh, snappy. Right. And mm -hmm. usually in those uh, less controlled states, I guess is what I'll call them. Mm -hmm. I end up, not being super great at controlling my impulses, but better at the, the way I try to make up for it is realizing them quickly and apologizing quickly. Doesn't always happen, but I really try to be on top of like, okay, wait, I just asked you to do something, but I apologize because the tone of that was not good. What I'm really asking for is, you know, this is something that bothers me. Could you please change this behavior, you know, type of thing, like try to bring it down a level um, and then obviously in my better, in my better moods, like I start from like a, a much softer, like, Hey, could you, would you mind doing this? Because I, it makes me feel this way. You know, like the very well laid out mm. calling, mm -hmm. uh, method of just like moving through conversation. Mm -hmm. Have you ever had a, a bad response to that being like, cause if it was me, I don't know. <laughs> something I might say. It'd be like, what if I said no? <laughs> And I'm yeah. like, well, that's your problem. <laughs> I mean, for the most part, I don't think that 
the kinds of things I try to negotiate for with people that I, that I like and spend a lot of time with. Yeah. I think we're all fairly reasonable enough to, to kind of negotiate in that way, which is to say that yeah. if someone's chewing with their mouth open and I ask them like to try to be more mindful to not do it, nobody in my personal circle is going to be like, no, I'm just <laughs> the type of person that chews with my mouth open and I'm doing it. Like that's not, I don't know. <laughs> it's definitely happened outside of my circle. One crazy example to me during the moment I was just like floored was uh, I was in this program where I was working with new people all the time and we were switching and like pairing up every day. And so at the start of each day, I would ask the person, hey, here's kind of some of the things that I like to do when I'm working. I would like to know if you have any like preferences in communication style or like work methods or whatever. And one of the people that I, that I started with that was like, I don't want to waste my time on this. Let's just start working. And I was like, uh, oh, uh, this has never happened to me before. I don't know how to respond to this. I guess we just start. But I think for the most part, mm-hmm. if you keep the requests bounded into something reasonable and frame it in a way that's not, not a demand, but more like a, could you do me a favor? This might help me out. Those tend to go over right a lot better mm, yeah no i agree my one thing about the the, the mouth chewing though is yeah. well now i would probably try to chew less loudly but yeah. you know moving forward though i might feel self-conscious of that so that could be an impact on me and now i'm like oh man i gotta be really careful about donovan i feel like i can't be myself <laughs> and eat how i like to eat <laughs> what if <Yeah>. that happens <laughs> That specific thing is to touch on a like very specific random topic, but that specific thing, like the amount that it bothers me is irrational. So partially for me, I know like, and I'm happy to communicate this with the people around me. Part of it I know is something that I need to deal with. Like part of it is just like, hey, this bothers me a lot for no real reason. Haven't really found out a way to lower the intensity of, of that feeling. But partially it's my responsibility. And then when I communicate about it, I try to be like, listen, right. this, is not, this is not me judging you. This is not, you know, I try to make it very clear what the parameters of the problem are, which is that like, I have a problem mm-hmm. with this particular thing, not because I have a problem with you or because what you're doing is a problem, but just like, however I'm wired, this specific thing drives me nuts. I'm never going to be like, I hate you because you chew too loud. But, okay, you know what I mean? So I just try to like layer on right. many, 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 and it sounds probably repetitive and obnoxious and way over the top, but mm-hmm. I found that that's the only way to make sure mm-hmm. that the message is clear, which is to say that like my underlying intent is never to make the other person feel bad or mm-hmm. think that they're less or that they're doing something bad, right? But just like, here are the impacts of certain things and what I would prefer. Mm-hmm. Okay. No, I get that. Yeah. And it's good that like you, I think that's helpful that you kind of take responsibility that it's your experience and you know that it's maybe irrational and, you know, it's something that you're working on. And in the meantime, you know, if they could just do you a nice solid favor, <laughs> just this, this one time would be helpful. But um, I kind of, 
reminds me of uh, that book, Loving, Loving What Is, where you, anything, and this is like based on Buddhist principles too. And I might've mentioned this before of, you know, however life is, like if you get a flat tire, it's not a problem for that tire. It's your problem. <laughs> and, and you getting upset about it or suffering over it is your responsibility essentially. And you can accept that this is it, or you can be upset and like, let that ruin your day and just let that like impact your relationships or the people you interact with through that day. And it's, it's like a choice on whether or not it gets to annoy you. But, you know, it is helpful that if it's a consistent thing to, to vocalize it. So I think it is being willing to compromise or work together to come to a solution versus like, give it to me my way. <laughs> and yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah, because yeah, it definitely doesn't. I mean, that that is what, in my experience, escalates conflict. Mm-hmm. It's trying right. to push through a solution. Mm-hmm. And if you if you read like, you know, uh, negotiating books or whatever else, which is essentially what conflict boils down to Mm -hmm. for the most part is like some form of negotiation. It's always about working together to find the best fitting solution for both parties. Mm -hmm. So that's how I try to treat basically all my interactions and then combine that with, uh, I don't know if you're familiar with the book Extreme Ownership or basically that concept but it's just finding every piece of every situation that you have ownership over and holding yourself responsible for that. Right. And those two things together make it easy for me in my better times. Not <laughs> always the case, yeah. but to kind of just start pulling out like, okay, you know, for the chewing thing, which I've got to get off of, there's got to be better examples. But for the chewing <laughs> thing, pulling out like, okay, part of this is my problem. Mm-hmm. Part of this is like the way that I frame this request yeah. and the other, the rest of it is trying my best to see what works for both parties. Right. For most people, that specific thing they don't care about, right? Like, Oh, okay. Yeah. If it bugs you that much, cool. I can do that. This is no effort for me. Right. Other issues that are more complex um, tend to need some other middle ground to be resolved. I would be curious to know if you have any specific examples, mostly so we can get away from my mouth chewing thing. <laughs> no, I, I definitely was like fascinated <laughs> by that, probably more so than anyone who would watch this. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I, I think of one incident where really it took something to communicate and really listen for. So there was this one time when I was moving, I was selling this, uh, what was I selling? Like a little nightstand on Facebook marketplace for 10 or $15, something like insignificant really. <laughs> and I had a lot of, lot of interest when I posted it, like all these people wanted it and I swarmed with all these messages. And one person was like, oh, I really, I really want this and I can't pick it up until a couple days because I'm out of town. And I, I was like, you know what, I actually don't do any holds because I've had a lot of people flake on me. And so it's first come, first serve. Basically, whoever could show up first gets it. And then, yeah, someone else messaged me and was like, I can pick it up tomorrow morning. And I was like, great, awesome. But that, that other person messaged me back and was like, oh, please, I really, I really want it. Can you hold it? And I responded back, oh, you know, sorry, someone else had claimed it already. Someone's coming up to to pick it up tomorrow. So I'm sorry. And the next thing I know, she is getting 
so, so upset at me because in saying like, I'm being unethical, like she should have had the priority. And then she went about going to my other postings on Facebook to say, don't trust this woman. She's out to make a lot of money. <laughs> and I was like, off of a $15 nightstand. I'm like, really? I'm like, really? What is going on? And then I was like, oh my God, what is she? bashes my name in the community. I have a business, like all of that. And I was freaking out. And then I, I blocked her. I blocked her temper. <laughs> I blocked her. I was like, I can't, I can't deal with this. Yeah. And I'm like, maybe I should just, if this woman doesn't show up tomorrow to pick it up, maybe I'll just donate it because I don't want to deal with Facebook marketplace people. <laughs> and, or maybe I'll just keep it. I don't know. Yeah. So I hadn't decided. So the next morning, that woman that was supposed to pick it up actually does not pick it up. <laughs> I was like, of course, because Facebook marketplace people are so flaky. <laughs> and so I had, I was faced with a choice, an option to, you know, I could just give it to the next person because there's a long line of people that want this nightstand, or I could just donate it and not deal with anyone. And the third option, I was like, well, I could unblock this woman and yeah. actually see what she was dealing with. And yeah. for some crazy reason, I decided to choose option three. <laughs> because I realized I was so reactive to her reaction. My response was to like, avoid. I like, I can't deal with this. Block. <laughs> and then I, I realized that was my reaction of avoidance. And so I realized, you know, she must be really dealing with something heavy to have such a reaction like that over this little nightstand and I'm like man maybe she could use a win in her life <laughs> so I unblocked her and I was like you know what I'm really sorry that you felt like I was being unethical and so what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna give you this nightstand for free hmm. and she was like what <laughs> she was like so blown away and then she just quickly went into like, apology like oh my god I'm so sorry that I you know, blew up at you. Lately, I've been blowing up at everyone over silly things and my family knows it and I just went through surgery and I've been on edge and anxious and all this stuff came out. And I was like, wow, I, I really get it. And you know, if I felt like someone had done something wrong to me, then I would feel the same way. I would be upset too. So it's okay. I get it. And I was like, okay, so when do you want to coordinate a time to do the drop-off? We could meet up somewhere. And so we were recording that. So it was like a few days down the line where she would pick up the nightstand. But in that time, we were kind of interacting on the Facebook Messenger and just really getting her whole world of everything that she's dealing with. And it's a lot like struggles in her marriage and all, all sorts of different things. And I realized, you know, she had just so much, I don't, I'm not going to say like, this is going to be every <laughs> everyone response. I have no idea. I was not I'm knowing what was going to happen when I decided to reach out and offer her the nightstand. But I'm so glad that I did because I really got to know her as a person and really understand her whole history. Understandable. Everything you've been through. Yeah. And you, you of course you would blow up <laughs> over silly things and it's, it's not your fault. It's just, yeah, what cards you were dealt. And so if I hadn't been understanding and just been like, this woman's crazy, 
it off. I don't want to like deal with that. Then, you know, we were actually, we became friends after that experience. And, you know, she, she took on some of my recommendations to really deal with her, her life. And we had dinner, I think once or twice and just really, you know, it, it made the difference. And I realized, wow, if I can be understanding of just people in general, whether it's someone I know or someone I don't, that can make a really big difference on the outcome. It's like, yeah, we could be angry and upset like this woman did this thing to me and how dare she. Uh, but, you know, usually when people are acting out or angry or upset, there's, there's like pain there. There's usually like suffering there. Um, and I'm not saying that's okay to like lash out at people. That's not okay. But, you know, to have like understanding they're dealing with some pain or suffering and, you know, you could be an ear to listen to. It doesn't mean you have to tick the lashing, the verbal lashing if that happens. But um, yeah, it's just like it can open up something when you when you take the time to understand. Yeah, that's a really cool story. And it's nice. It's nice yeah. that it, it played out. You know, yeah, it, like, it, yeah it really played out well. <laughs> but I think it highlights a lot of really useful things. Mm-hmm. Um, one is like, at least what I try to do, and it sounds like what you were trying to do, um, is understanding or trying to understand the reason why the other person that you're in conflict with mm-hmm. thinks that whatever they did is the right thing to do, right? Because it's not that often that, that people, it's, it's very rare that people are just intentionally being awful to each other. Like that does happen. But for the most part, even when people are being abrasive, Mm -hmm. they have some reason that they think that's justified, right? Like like you were saying, um, she probably felt, for whatever reason, entitled to that because Mm -hmm. in her mind, probably what's fair is if you you ask for something first and ask for it to be held, then the next person, like, you should be able to get it, right? May or may not be a reasonable, like – position but if that's what she believed Mm -hmm. then like starting from that point Mm -hmm. her set of actions makes more sense again like you said doesn't justify them but at least it makes it easier to digest and say like okay if i thought someone was doing something unethical Mm -hmm. i may have different ethics different things may qualify right but if i saw something unethical i might want to do my best to stop other people from having that experience as well right and again, it doesn't make it right, but seeing both sides makes it so much easier to not be reactive, like you were saying. That's when these conflicts like get way out of control is when one person is reactive or one person has a view and then the other person is also reactive. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, for the most part, the, the example that comes to mind, usually in conversation, I do pretty well. Mm-hmm. But uh, I also play soccer a lot. And I'm so bad. I'm so reactive when I feel like people are being too physical. Mm. Because now I play and it's not like I'm expecting to get on a Premier League team. There's no scouts at these pickup games. There's no, you know what I mean? They're not serious. So when somebody's being extra physical, I get a little bit, Mm. like I get so reactive just because that's how people get injured. Yeah. But also because I'm not doing as well as normal at holding in my like, yeah. or staying calm mm-hmm. and the reason I brought that up is because it also makes a difference what 
the medium of conversation is, right? Like I'm sure that being able to talk through Facebook Messenger and having your interactions through Facebook made it easier to have time in between the interactions and kind of slow down and break things down. Right. Whereas in other cases, right. sometimes we're more reactive just because it's a flurry of like, this happens, react, 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 react. Well, react. Live reaction, yeah. <laughs> like you don't have that moment to pause and be like, give me five seconds. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Although actually, you know, that is how me and my partner have, have like decided to resolve conflict is usually we know when we're in reaction mode and it's just going to escalate if we keep trying to communicate yeah. without listening because we know we can't listen when we're reacting. So we, we have a thing where we just take some space <laughs> to just like calm down. And then when we're ready to actually listen to understand, then we'll come back and then have a real discussion and try to understand each other's perspective. Yeah. The problem is, though, <laughs> when we're in a car driving, <laughs> it seems to not work so well because we can't get out of the car because we're like hurling down a highway (laughs) generally for some reason the car conversations or car conflicts tend to escalate because we're like and then it just gets gets worse and then we really need to like (laughs) yeah So, so but we have learned to kind of navigate that too and just be like raining it in raining it in raining it in and just being like okay Am I understanding? Am I understanding? And we kind of established that this is, you know, when I might comment on simple examples, it's like, oh, you, you left that dish out or you left the toilet seat up. These silly things that could escalate into giant things, he might interpret it as, oh, you're saying I never, I never like put the toilet seat down. And I was like, I never said that. I said like this one time I pointed it out when you did it. And just, and then we go into these automatic conversations where I'll say something and then he'll say something and then I'll say something in response because I'm like, that's not what I said. And then it's like, (laughs) then it's just like, yeah. So, but now we can catch it when we're falling into certain patterns and we're like, oh, we're doing that pattern again. Pause. (laughs) Let's break. Break. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. I have also found for my relationship that is one of the best outlets, one of the best release valves when pressure starts building up is just like, okay, let's just take a break for a minute. Right. Um, I did want to touch on uh, the stuff I was talking about before, the difference between like the pace of interaction, Mm -hmm. Um, just for anyone that's listening. If you're trying to build these skills and trying to be more understanding and whatnot, Sometimes it's easier to start with the slower forms of communication and build up to some of the faster ones. The faster ones are more useful. Like you were saying, like in relationships, especially like romantic relationships, mm-hmm. these skills are, at least for me, have been critical. Absolutely. Um, but it's way harder. It's way harder because it's so much faster and emotionally involved and mm-hmm. escalates. And like you are saying, there's these like, historical frames that come up and then it's just like mm-hmm. all, all this extra stuff so for anyone looking to build the skill mm-hmm. sometimes it's easier to start with you know like the texting stuff because then it's super slow you can see each message you right. can take time to think about like well, what what was their intent why do they think that's right what are, what are they trying to do whereas mm-hmm. in actual real life face-to-face things the pace is so quick 
that it's often easier to just uh, build it outside of that and then slowly transition into those other things just for anyone who's trying to work on this. No, I think that's a, a great idea. Although I feel like the advantage of text is that, yeah, it can slow it down. You can think about like and process things and um, really take the time to discover what words you really, or the point that you really want to get across in a more articulate way. But the thing is, I think a lot of um, communication gets lost because you're not like seeing them eye to eye and they might interpret it like you might mean this one thing and they might interpret it as like this other thing. And so there needs to be some <laughs> clarification too. So there's pros and cons to that, I think. Yeah, and maybe the better thing, mm-hmm. the better approach is actually not so much the medium, but the types of conversation. Mm-hmm. So practicing in conversations that are slow. Yeah. Whether it's text or face-to-face or mm-hmm. whatever else. Mm-hmm. Ones that are not emotionally charged, ones that don't naturally generate a lot of conflict. Right. Because by polishing those up, then the faster conversations, the more intense ones, right. we can more easily go back. That, that, uh, that's actually a better a better strategy is just the the basing it on intensity and pace as opposed to maybe the medium. Right. Yeah. And also I think another thing that I just thought of of, you know, when you're in these interaction, whether it's text or in person, that you also have to catch yourself in when you're when you're adding more meaning or significance to the thing that's actually being said. Like me saying you left the toilet seat up and and his brain is saying, he's hearing it as like, you're saying I never, I always leave it up. And I, <laughs> that was not the thing that I said. I just said this one moment. So um, like noticing when, when you're adding like more significance or meaning or interpretation to the thing that actually happened. Yeah, there's the thing that happened and it might occur to you like this way. It's in my experience, what I meant was like, you left it up this one moment, (laughs) this one time I noticed it and I'm just pointing it out. And then, but in, in someone else's mind, it could occur as a different experience. And it's just like thinking that your experience is the same as this person's experience is also where you run into more conflicts when you think, whatever you're interpreting it is, is the reality of what they meant to say. No, you got to ask questions to really like, and that's another thing, ask questions, (laughs) ask questions. That's the way to really get clear. And you can maybe repeat back, did you mean to say X, Y, and Z? And they can be like, no, I actually meant to say blah. (laughs) Yeah. So I think asking questions and getting clarification is really important. Yeah. It also naturally, I feel like, helps slow down the conversation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. The other thing is uh, the words, the actual words we choose, like you were saying, you were saying uh, on the interpretation side, mm-hmm. on the uh, presentation side, mm-hmm. the actual words we choose make a huge difference too. Yeah, Sometimes, I mean, there's like some general rules, mm-hmm. but for the most part, it also depends on the individual you're speaking to, right? Like, I, I don't know the specific situation you're talking about at all, but it could there could be a huge difference in how saying like you left the toilet seat up versus I don't like it when the toilet seat gets left up. Could you try to be more mindful of that like right. 
yeah. lot of situations, those slight wording changes make such a difference in interpretation in terms of like, ah, this is an attack versus, oh no, someone I care about doesn't like this thing. Yeah. And I don't know, like, you know, it, it, it depends on who you're talking to and who knows if what I just said makes any difference at all or matters at all for that specific scenario. But paying attention to these little tweaks I've found in all my relationships mm-hmm. has a huge difference. Oh, yeah. No, I, I agree. You know, sometimes I don't always catch myself, but I know based on knowing how he can sometimes respond, like certain patterns we've developed yeah. to be like, oh, I know he might think if I give him this one critique, he might say that I'm saying that happens all the time. So I have to be clarify that from the get go. So yeah. he doesn't go into his misinterpretation of like, I know you don't do this all the time, but I just yeah. noticed you did this one time. I'm just pointing out, don't mean to say anything that you suck as a person, but, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, but uh, I just noticed it. If you could be more mindful, that'd be great. Yeah. So I can like just, yeah. When I've talked about this to other people in the past, sometimes they think it's a little bit over the top, but I found these little, these little extra framings, while they may seem like hedging or, you know, some other extraneous communication, they make a huge difference. They do. There's no way that the reaction would be like, oh, you think I do this all the time? If you started with, I don't think this happens all the time. (laughs) Exactly. I know. And I know I don't have to necessarily say that, but I know like his tendencies. So I'll just be like, I'm just going to put this out there so that doesn't happen. So we don't get into like a stupid fight that blows up into something else. <laughs> yeah. 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 It's it's more about being, adding enough information to ensure the message comes across. Right. Exactly. It's more about not, not like, oh, I have to boil it down and make it so basic and straightforward mm-hmm. that anyone can understand what I'm trying to say. It's more that, by, by putting 150% information in, you guarantee 100% gets across, right? Like however much is lost by whatever the medium is or miscommunication or whatever, mm-hmm. by just going over the top and adding a bunch more information, you make sure the whole message shows up at its destination mm-hmm. as it should. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I think we, we covered a, a, a wide gamut today of, conflict resolution and yeah it boils down to communication and really I think it's more the important thing is listening (laughs) listening active listening and that is the key component of communication thank you for listening to this week's episode of happy talks with Dr. Allison Donovan we hope you got something of value to help bring a little more happiness into your life what lesson or takeaway did you get from today's episode For more tips and tools, be sure to check out my website at dralicefong.com and you can find me on my social media handles at dralicefong. You can find me at howtohappy.com and follow me on my social media handles at howtohappy. Catch Catch you next time. time.